real quick. When we don't have it, what are we emphasizing tonight? What's the most important thing tonight? Our reactions. The first five seconds. If we do it well, next Wednesday we're going to have fun. The first five seconds. So when it's time to shrink and do the work, do the work. If you don't do the work, you're not going to be on the field next Wednesday. You're not going to have fun. Do the work right now. That's the emphasis. When we go to the next one, more complicated, the same team. Do the work. Five seconds, I want the ball back. Here we go. Ready? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the 343 Podcast. What you just heard at the beginning of this episode was a short clip of Brian Kleiben setting the tone at a training session. Now, that's just a glimpse of what goes into creating the proper culture on the training field. Many of you know who Brian is. If you don't, him and his brother Gary are the guys who started 343. Brian has spent the better part of the last decade winning just about every domestic trophy you can think of. He has traveled the globe competing against and learning from the world's best academies and coaches. And during all of this, the focus has always been on developing players with the proper mentality and skills with their sights set on becoming pros. Him and I spoke on the phone, and in a quick conversation, we covered a lot. Some things we talked about were some similarities and or consistencies he has seen from world-class youth academies and top-level clubs, whether or not the teams they have played in international competition are actually the A-teams, some things he has taken back to the U.S. and tried to implement from all of his international experience. We also talk about if winning matters. And at the very end of this conversation, he has a short message for parents, for players, and for coaches. All right, let's get right into this. Enjoy this conversation with Coach Brian Kleiben. Well, we have... Uh... We have a rare opportunity to talk to uh, Brian Kleiben right now. Brian, what's going on? What's up, John? How are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, I was just uh, I was just telling Gary uh, a second ago. I just finished rewatching the Man City LA Galaxy game that you guys uh, you guys played. What was it? It was summer of 2016, right? Yeah, it was before the summer. I want to say it was like April or May. April, May, 2016. Um, Super high quality match, um, but you guys, uh, you guys have kind of been known for going out and, and playing some of the world's the world's best. Is, is there is there one thing that sticks out in your head uh, about those trips that you guys do? Um, what you see from from either the other coaches or the other teams? It's like a like a consistent thing that you see each time you guys travel and play internationally. I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, they, they have ideal setups for, for them and, and their clubs and long-term visions in terms of their player development and moving their players along. And yeah, with Man City or Barcelona in particular, yeah, what sticks out is the identity, you know, that they stick to their guns. But at the same time, even though they're youth games, U14, U15, U13, the desire to win, the desire to compete, you know, that component is just as important as, as playing the way they want to play. The other thing, John, that, that really, really stands out and I think is is what makes a big difference between between our culture and, and their culture is 
week in, week out, they have competitive games. You know what I mean? These teams, they're playing in big-time elite tournaments, international competition constantly. So, you know, that Man City game in particular, they go down 2-0. And, yeah, they know they're in a fight, but they, they're they okay. Like, they they, they took the, the punch in the mouth and they reacted. And, and obviously, they came back and got a result, whereas guys that aren't used to being in big games like that don't recover. I know that Gary has mentioned before, like they, the reason behind publishing these games is that, yeah, it's against top level competition. When you're going to these tournaments, are these teams bringing like their, their, their a players or is this just like a, like a C or or a B team? No, no chance. Yeah. This is their top team. Like that Man City team had four or five England internationals on, on, on that squad. And, and yeah, as you see, some of them are physically mature. You know, they had a couple of those African kids that at that level make a big, big difference. Um, one of the central midfielders also started on the one national team. You know, I know this because we talked to the coaches and I know this because, you know, a couple of our players that play for the U.S. have played against England and have played against those guys. So, no, top level opponent, you know, a lot of quality there. And we always like to keep track of, of how those players progress in their system as well. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of asking. I I I knew that answer, but um, I'm kind of asking too because I know a few years back when you guys played Barcelona, you took a picture of uh, of Efra with uh, with one of the cracks from from Barcelona. Who who was that kid? That was Ansu Ansu Mane Fati. He's uh, an O2, and he's one of the only they only have four players in their whole academy that play up in age group, and he plays up with with their O1s. Yeah, they rate him really high and. Every time I read something about the Barca Academy on on any of the uh, Barcelona news websites, he's still in. He's still the, like the top prospect in their academy at the moment. So it'll be interesting to see how how Ansu progresses. He had like a devastating double break of his tibia and fibula earlier in the year, but he was out several months and supposedly he came back stronger than ever. So yeah, fantastic player, and it'd be interesting to see maybe down the line if him and Efra pan out to be what we think they can be. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, so yeah, I mean, obviously having the opportunity to travel the world uh, with with your teams and and go and and play in international competition and also learn from other coaches and and whatnot. We kind of talked about uh, the consistent things that you've seen uh, from these other teams, these other clubs or nations. What are some of the things that you think uh, maybe America has, but they're just kind of just behind, or America is just completely missing? What are, what are some things that you that you can take back home after all these trips and, and try to try to implement on your own? Wow. Uh, yeah, I could go in so many directions. Listen, you know, I'll stay consistent with what I think needs to improve here is is finding a, a true identity in terms of what we want to do. Right. Obviously, it's a big country. Um but not just talking about player profiles. I'm talking about what we really want, you know, to accomplish when we step on the field. Haven't seen it at very many levels here, uh, not domestically, whether it's clubs, whether it's college, whether it's senior national team, Olympic team, U20, U17. Like you go and you watch and I don't know what they're playing for. I don't know what the objective is. I don't know what they want to accomplish when they have the ball. I don't know what they want to accomplish when they don't have the ball. Um, so you're, you're not, you're not just talking about like the objective is to win. Like that's, that's an obvious thing that a coach would say, Oh, we're here to win, but you're, you're talking about more, more in depth stuff, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Just I obviously, yeah, I read an article recently. I think Gary published it as well. You know how difference between culture and some some of the English clubs and the Spanish clubs. You know, they did like a survey and talked to I don't know how many kids, ten thousand kids or a thousand kids. And yeah, just the desire to win is huge. I mean, just in, what a couple of days ago, a women's basketball coach press conference talked about the soft culture that we have at all levels here in, in, our, in our culture, right? Where everybody gets a trophy, fifth place, seventh place, ninth place. It's okay. Everything's okay to lose. You know what I mean? And in Spain, I guess they ask kids, you know, what mattered most or what your friends ask you when you get to school on Monday. Did they ask you, did you play well? Did they ask you, oh, how was it? They ask you if you won, right? They ask you if you scored goals and you won. Those are the things that are important. In England, a little bit contrast where, where I read in that article, it was interesting where, yeah, the kids said that they'd prefer to play a game and lose, to get minutes and playing time and lose, than not play and their team win. So a little bit different in the mentality. I mean, I think we got to develop winners here, John. And, and, you know, it's interesting. I was in Florida this last week and Tab Ramos gave like a 20 minute talk to, to all the academy coaches and clubs. And he emphasized how important he thought winning was too. That winning mentality is everything. That's why we play the game and be at U12 where they're not going to keep academy. They're not even going to keep score next year in the U S development Academy. That's where the topic came up. And Tab's like, listen, you know, we need to have winners. We need to have winning mentality. He was obviously a high-level player uh, that achieved so much, and and now he's got a different role, you know, in terms of being the U20 national team coach, the assistant coach, and and almost like the technical director here in U.S. soccer. And to hear from Tab's mouth, almost like a conflicting message from what the narrative is in the academy, was good to hear. You know, winning is important, and and all our rival countries, be it south of the border in Mexico, be it internationally, the top countries that we want to compete with. The Argentinas, the Brazils, the Germanys, the Italys, they want to win and their kids bring it. Whether it's 14 years old, 17 years old, 20 years old, there's this inner fire and desire to to win because that's why you compete and play competitive sports. Brian, I, I know I only have you for a couple minutes, but I want to ask, because of the environment that we're, that we're in and that there's that conflicting message kind of like Tab highlighted, how, how do you handle that with your team LA Galaxy now how, how do you build that mentality into the players and and get the most out of them day in day out yeah it's just an everyday thing John it's the culture we set in training from making a competitive environment in every exercise to when we play small-sided games to when we play real games when you play down a man there's always a consequence right that you instill the message over and over and over and over again about desire to win you know and the importance of it and yeah, there's a consequence if you don't win in practice. There's a consequence, right? It's not, oh, it's okay, unlucky. No, there's a consequence. Whether it's the game ends, it's a one-goal game. I like to do a lot of one-goal games where it's pretty much golden goal. If you don't defend with your life on every single play and every play matters, your team is off. You lose and you have to run hard. So it's either compete and run hard during the game or run hard after the game. You choose. So you start little by little instilling that, you know, within the players, the kids. And, yeah, they want to win. Every single match in training is, is a war. It's almost more competitive in training than it is on the weekends. Yeah, that's amazing, man. Um, just, I mean, any, any, any last little messages for players, parents, coaches that are listening real quick? 
Yeah, I mean, for the parents, obviously, keep supporting your kids and and let let them own it. Let them be the ones that decide, you know, what they want to do, where they want to play. Let them decide if they're happy or they're not happy, right? The players, yeah, just every single day you got to put in the work, right? A lot of people, you know, talk about their dreams, but to actually achieve them, you know, you have to put in the hours behind it. So don't be one of the talkers and say you want to get somewhere. Be one of the doers and actually put the work behind it. And yeah, my colleagues, coaches, I think we're we're improving tremendously. Let's let's not get stagnant. Let's not get complacent. Let's not think we have all the answers and solutions and keep educating ourselves. Um, yeah, actually, me on a personal note. Hopefully, this next year, seventeen, I'm going to continue my education in this this French course that that a lot of my colleagues are speaking very highly of. So, looking forward to that, and and obviously looking forward to. Any little nuggets and pieces that I could get a hold of here, you know, when teams come and travel to LA to, to do preseasons and friendlies and anything when we got high level football here. All right, Brian, thanks for jumping on the line with us just for a few minutes. It was it was good to good to hear your voice. I think people are uh, going to be really excited about listening to this. Perfect, John. We'll talk soon, man. T- right. Take care and, and holidays are coming. See if you make it back down to LA. Of course, I'll be I'll be there later, my man. <laughs> All right. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that quick conversation with Brian Kleiben. It's a rare opportunity. Like I said in the beginning of the episode, it's a rare opportunity for me to actually get to record a conversation with Brian. Actually, I think that's the first time I've ever recorded anything with Brian. Everything else has just been conversation over wine, over dinner, on the training field, things like that. And they're great conversations. Brian has so much insight to give. It's just incredibly difficult to capture all of it. I mean, it's gold nuggets every single time I, I hear this guy talk. Uh, but if you guys want more, if you guys want more from Brian, there's a couple easy ways to get it. Number one, the cheapest and absolute easiest way is to sign up for the free course that's available on 343coaching.com. Now, even if you already are a premium member on 343, I, I still recommend going back and signing up for this free seven-week course. Uh, it's it's Brian and Gary leading you through just the the basics, the core of the 343 methodology. Again, it's free. It's free. I can't believe uh, I, I can't believe it. Literally. Um, and then, if you want more, if you want to hear more of like those gold nuggets, like you heard in the beginning of this episode, where Brian's actually on the field coaching, leading his teams through real training sessions, through real games, through real moments. Um, the premium membership is is exactly what you need. Um, you can find both of those on 343coaching.com. That's the number three, number four, number three, coaching.com. And with that, we will conclude today's episode. I really appreciate you tuning in and listening to the conversation with Coach Brian Kleiben. And I hope that you stay tuned in the future. Just a reminder, you can subscribe for this on iTunes or on Stitcher. And we thank you for being part of this amazing 343 family And we look forward to sharing more with you guys in the future. Okay, thank you.